on, everyone, and welcome to another episode hey! of Night BS. <laughs> uh, the wonders of live TV, guys. The wonders. The wonders. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is our episode six kind of mid-season reaction to Andor, man. And what what can we say? I mean, exciting things and really a great series. But before we've been dumping into that, uh, let's let our guy DP let you guys know where to find you. Yeah, let's let's get the house cleaning out the way and everything to talk about some good stuff. Great thumbnail, by the way, there, Hitch. Great thumbnail. Yeah, beautiful. The eye and center stage. Oh, man, awesome. I had a so yeah. Make sure that you guys are subscribing to um to our um site, you know, and to our our YouTube channel here, you know. Um, make sure that you are going to our website, nerdcyclopedia.com, and getting on our social media platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And like I said, coming soon, TikTok. We will be dancing live for you. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, make sure that we, if you guys are are uh, watching us right now on YouTube and also on Facebook, hitting that subscribe button, also hitting that notification button. So anytime that you were on, you know that we're on. If you are on Facebook, join our um Carbonate Bonnie BS the Star Wars group. We got like some great great feedback and everything. Tom Hastings is always on point with the memes and everything. Charles Johns always, you know, with the good um the good posts and stuff. So make sure that you guys are going on there, you know, giving your feedback on Andor and all your Star Wars uh, related material. If you are listening to us on podcast, we are on uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. So make sure that you are, you know, doing all that and hit that subscribe button. So um, also um, leave us some feedback. Nurse at nursecopedia.com. We love getting all your feedback and everything. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny as we as we talk about leading into this episode, you know, offline. Um, Al Kenzie's optimism for discussing this episode. So let's just let him lead with it and get his initial reaction yeah. because I know he was super yeah. excited. So we'll give you the floor and, and, and let us know what you thought about it. This was the episode I've been waiting for for the past basically three episodes. So this had so one of my favorite moments actually, and it happened a lot during the episode was I loved how the empire, how it's 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 representative is just cowed down. As soon as a gun was turned on, they gave up. They did not try to defend themselves at all. They gave up, and this was from the. The highest command from the commandant uh, down to the, uh, the the bartenders. I mean, they just they just so this really tells me that the empire, although it's mighty, doesn't really have buy-in from its people. I mean, they just don't. The they would rather put their hands behind their head, lace their fingers behind their head, and, and kneel down than try to defend the empire. Well, they're all getting paid, right? <clears throat> well, some of them are getting paid. The, these cats aren't getting paid, as we find out. But this was this was a great episode because we saw the heist. We saw the big the the big robbery, um, and we saw it happen, and it worked, and it culminated in a really, really uh, conflicted uh, laser gun battle. Uh, that we were that I've been missing because so far we've had a lot of a lot of talking, a lot of development, not so much any no no real action. Now we see under the under the under the uh, cloud of a ritual uh, of the people of the planet, 
this whole heist is going on and it distracts the empire from what's really happening, which I thought was a great ploy. I mean, if you want to distract someone, throw something at them that they think is completely benign. There's nothing ominous about this. These people, these hill people want to just watch this really beautiful celestial meteoroid shower that happens once every 10 years, I guess. And it caught, catches everyone off guard. And here comes this heist. And it was just a beautiful episode. Everything laid into place. Um, I love the way they they got together. There was a lot of conflict. We, the, the previous episodes, we saw a lot of sort of conflict within the band. You know, maybe the drummer didn't like what the bass player was doing. And the guitar player was a little out of whack. But now we see this machine go into place and this this cause all for the rebellion. And I thought it played out beautifully. And I love Lutheran's laugh at the end. Very, very palpatine -y. I mean, I thought that was like a very diabolical laugh. So I wonder what his real game is. I wonder if he's really into this rebellion or is he just seeing who comes out on top? You know, just, oh. to, uh, just to spin on the whole thing. Like, what's his, what's his deal? What are you, DP? Yeah, so I'm 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 totally there with Ken. Uh, I, I Ken, I didn't take it as that. I take I, I took like the elements of when um Luthen was so nervous last episode. It was sort of a carryover to this episode to where it was almost like when he heard about what the rebellion did, um, it was a sigh of relief that it worked. So he had mm -hmm. to go in the back to let this big emotion out because he's mm -hmm. emotional like the whole time and everything. So we're seeing like the end result of, you know, well, at least this is why I'm turning, not like some sort of diabolical laugh, but just him just like, whoo, man. So, so you know? you're, you're pretty sure he's still on the up and up. Like we can I, really I'm, trust I'm, this I'm, guy. I'm interpreting Yes. He's still on the up and up. That's, that's okay. my interpretation of the thing. All right. But, um, as far as the overall episode, I'm like, I said, I'm right there with you. It was stakes. It was tension. It was everything we were building up for since the first episode, but mainly these past three, since we met, met like the new cast of characters and stuff. You know, we were super invested in like their plight, you know, the um, like their backstories and everything. You know, everybody has a variety of reasons why they're in, you know, doing this and stuff. Um, and then we get like the like, like you said, I, I think that was a great metaphor as far as the band. You know, everybody playing their different instruments and then. You know, um, finally, when they're coming together, they're playing actually a song, which is what this is. You know, mm -hmm. the song of like um, um, of, of the so the song of the heist and everything. So they're doing it really well. And then, of course, you're going to get some conflict. You're going to get some um, sort of um, some adversarial coming along. And then we get like the shots being fired, the um, the, the, the 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 lieutenant and everything being found out, you know, um, the the commander or whatever. Him just being so incredulous that all this is going on. I just love his reaction to everything because he mm -hmm. was so pompous and so arrogant and everything. You're never going to get you would get away with this. You're blah, 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 blah. no, you got to go. We get we could take your hand if we need to, you know, to to accomplish our mission. We're willing to die for this, you know. So let's just get it going. And um, Arville, Arville, I, you know that um, I, I I love how her the actress and the act you know how she just played her part as far as being scared and frightened you know that she had to just shake herself out of it and everything and i love that play on 
you're 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 just you're just in the whole thing just watching these people are ready to die um for this small part in their role to everything and they're willing to die for it because they believe in it so much that is just so crazy to me you know um it's just so crazy that they're they're their their hate for the empire hate everything that they're doing so far is put them to this point where they're willing to die for this that's just i mean you get you got to admire that you got to admire the writing in an episode what about you itch i thought <clears throat> i mean this really lived up to what we were looking for like you guys said uh you know i i said this plot reminded me a little bit of like the dirty dozen uh, certainly a heist is nothing un we're not familiar with, you know, given solo, um, and other sorts of heist in star Wars from rebels and such. So I, I like this trope and I like that this episode is dedicated essentially to exactly the execution of the plan without much time being wasted in explaining it to you. You just kind of get it, which I like. Um, I thought, you know, Nemec dying was pretty, pretty much preordained <laughs> by the fact that, He's that, the wide-eyed optimist. I hated that. I didn't. I didn't like that he took, got taken out that way. But I get the emotion part of it and the romance behind it. And now, way. guys, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want you to think this stuff's too heavy-handed here. But the idealistic guy was crushed to death under the mm -hmm. weight of the money. Payroll. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the guy crushed him. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Anyway, I, I listen. I'm I'm not. This doesn't have to be super sneaky for me to like it. That's okay to be be obvious. Um, but I thought that was a. I thought the way they kind of revived him to like guide them, and it almost seemed like that that stim pack was fatal to him, and he knew it when they did it. It was kind of like a like a real chilling situation. I I, I thought the, you know, call it a twist, but it's I guess not a twist when Andor kills Skeen here. You know, this, you know, oh, you're if you're trying to, you know, backstab me, you're going to try to backstab everybody. So I better get you first. Right. Just this real you see Andor making the calculations instantly and taking action, which I we appreciate as, as something that Andor is able to do. Uh, we see it frequently uh, with that character. So I really enjoyed that a lot. The whole the whole heist making making the commander load all the all the crap into uh, the thing and it killing him like that's hilarious that's so funny and you imagine his wife being like you better get some exercise it wouldn't kill you to get a little exercise you're getting a little bigger he expanded he expanded right yeah bring the breastplate stretcher like you can almost imagine Robert Baratheon from Game of Thrones all some stuff as this guy yeah. yeah. But in their defense, I mean they have that this technological overmatch they have over the local people is pretty ridiculous. So like, what are they going to do? You know, it, it's probably should be a really, a really easy, sleepy, lazy sort of position, which is probably why it's such a ripe target for this payroll theft that goes about as well as a, a payroll theft is going to go. Uh, you know, not everybody gets out of there and then somebody's going to stab somebody in the back. And that's, you know, that's what that is. So I, I really, I liked all the, that all the characters motivations seem to be consistent I like that their skills seem to be consistent and I like that not everybody made it out. So big, big thumbs up for me. And, and you got your, your non-human character right at the end. It's true. Right. You were like, mm -hmm. where's all the non-humans, man? Well, okay. So there's, I did run my mouth about that. Yeah. And then there's the, the, uh, the whole, uh, from, the whole his mouth, from his mouth to the mouse's ears. 
<laughs> what I a wish cheap shot. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. What a cheap shot. But no, I echo all the thoughts you guys have said as well. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Like, it's funny when I watched it and I watched it again, I told you guys offline, I'm like, man, like, just 15 more minutes, please. Like, it's, they give you or, that, like, right. Hour. Right, yeah, they give you that right taste, you know, like they get you like to, like be involved and right when you're like at that point of euphoria, they just know when to cut it off. So I, I think that the way this is written, the way they end these episodes, it's always on like like cliffhanger that you always wanted from other Star Wars or not even Star Wars, really like a lot of these streaming series. Every episode here leaves you wanting more. And there's some shows and not even some, I'd say a lot of the streaming shows I've watched you don't really have that hunger for the next episode. I mean, you want to watch the next episode to continue your story, but like the way each of these episodes ends, you just seem, it seems like you just want to, you know, it's, it's a movie. You just want to keep it going. You just want to watch all three hours or whatever it is. Just run the show. So, uh, I mean, hats off to them writing this show. It's, it's really cool. As we said, the stakes are massive. Um, and this really isn't even the rebellion yet, right? This is really an isolated attack, as they said. So these people are willing to die for, a cause that they don't even know that is going to be bigger to them as they, they, some of them allude to, but I mean, in, in classic heist, you know, we see the backstabs, as you said, that was, mm -hmm. I, I was waiting for that to happen. was very shocked, you know, how it kind of played out and how many people were lost already. So I guess in the series, Andor isn't going to have too many sidekicks, which would be cool. It's going to be a, it really is going to be the Andor show. So really liking that. No sidekicks tagging along, uh, no comedic humor tagging along. It's really just a grimy story of the, the beginnings of the rebellion and obviously the goal, which is uh, finding a way to um, damage the, the Empire to the, to the most of their power. So what do you guys want to dive into first off you know what's our first big topic i mean there's so much to discuss in this episode so many so many things well the, you know you said that the this this might not have been the beginning like the the rebellion like the rebellion hadn't been ha really happening yet but that even that guy in the uh the collector shop at the end said hey rebel attack on the imperial base like he said it so right isn't it sort of understood that this is there's probably been attacks happening like like we already know from the uh you know the imperial security bureau you know they've they've noted these isolated attacks that are spread out all over the place this one just got a little bit of publicity because it's on the news you know so maybe this is really the beginning of where people are starting to notice and then you know i also noticed that all the council members like left they like left to do what were they going to decide what side of this coin they were going to be on? You know, because you didn't want to be in the council building and make a decision that might <clears throat> affect your your planet, you know, the, the world you represent. So you might want to go into chambers and discuss, well, when the chips fall, are we on the on the Empire side or are we on the rebellion side? Like, where do we where do we stand here? Because. I think council members all have to leave and kind of decide on privately what they're going to do. And that's kind of what I got from that scene. Like Mon Mothma's up there like preaching and everyone's leaving. So they're not listening to her anymore. They're making their own decisions. Because this it was a big attack. This was huge. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of one of the episodes from like, yeah, it was probably the, the, the Clone Wars where, um, somebody was you know talking and everything and then it was like murmurs and stuff all around like the right, chamber right 
you know, um, it, it reminded me of that. I, I can't remember what episode it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, we're seeing like, you know, the politics involved and like the, um, the, the empire's finally seeing, okay, now this is about to be a problem. <laughs> Let's right. gather air, all the resources and stuff. I want, um, you know, um, details by midnight. Midnight. midnight yeah. <laughs> I want details by midnight. So give me a, a, a plan of attack type of, you know, um, scenario and everything. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how, um, the, the, the one guy, um, I forget his name with his mom comes back into this, um, and how the rest of the cast of care and our, our new set of characters, you know, which I'm assuming we're going to see since like, you know, um, T Mitch said, um, Cassie and his solo probably going to be throughout this series. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing. So he's not going to have like a sidekick or whatever, just that one person to talk to. He's on his own all the way up until like, you know, Rogue One and everything. And I like the fact that he is interacting with different elements of, you know, the either rebellion or just like, you know, just a common folk to get to his point. And we're seeing how we're seeing more of his how how his character is, especially in his um in his um taking out of um um what's his name? The the the, the um what is his name? Scheme, right? Yeah, scheme. scheme. Yeah, his taking yeah. out of scheme. We're seeing like, yeah. okay, well, he he has some, you know, he he has morals and stuff. You know, he has a code of, you know, code of, um, you know, um, um a set of codes with him and everything. Um, and it, it was just, it was just sad to see, like, you know, half the crew just gone and everything, which we already expected, but just just to seeing it play out and schemes, um, treachery and everything, you know, to the whole situation that was hyper disappointing and everything. Mm -hmm. So do you think Cassian's not quite sold on the whole thing? He's still looking at this as a job opportunity, pretty much. You know, Cassian is a survivor. Right. So he's, first and he's, foremost. he's looking yeah. at this like, I'm going to go with whoever's going to give me the paycheck. So mm. if I can, if I can get somewhere doing something for the empire, I'm going to do it. If I can get somewhere doing, you know, working now with these, this rebellion, I'm going to do it. He's just like, like Han was. Han was just in for it for the money. I mean, that was the like bottom line. And then he, something happened. He changed. He got a, something warmed in his heart. And he saw that the rebellion was really going to benefit him more in the long run than the empire was. Cassian's going to have a turn at some point. And I think that we're going to see that. It probably might not be until season two, but I think, Unless they do it in the next couple of episodes, he's still going to be working for whatever side's going to benefit him. Well, I, I, I'm thinking Cassian, by the by, what we see when he first met um, Luthen in like the the first couple of episodes and everything, that um, he already has some disdain towards like the Empire because of their arrogance and stuff. Yeah. So we're already seeing seeing that. So I don't know if he's going to lean towards that side. I'd be kind of surprised if he does, but I don't know. Well, he's, he sees disdain in the rebellion too with Skeen, right? I mean, they don't even have their they don't even have their players in a line yet. Just like I, I said, the Empire, you turn a gun on them, those, those guys are cowing down. They'll they'll give you whatever they you want if you've got them at at gunpoint because they just don't really have any investment or uh, loyalty to this Empire that now is employing them. They could care less. I mean, every single one of them. And I thought that was interesting. I think that if you were 
imagine if us, if we were all down there guarding this payroll, all of a sudden there were, you know, burglars in there. Wouldn't we somehow, hey, you know what, maybe we should go up a level and try to protect this stuff. Wouldn't like when wouldn't you try to like save yourself? I mean, maybe run away. But well, like they were under gun, they're under gunpoint. Like, what are you supposed to do? I think you're right that the emperor is not going to be particularly happy with any of these operators. But I mean, if someone's if someone's forcing you with an assault rifle to do something, you're sort of kind of up a creek there. I mean, I, I don't know how how brave you expect these guys to be. This is this is not, you know, the hot center of the galaxy to quote Luke Skywalker. Right? This is pretty far away from it that they're mm -hmm. not they're, this is just like some repository for this or this this money it's just like a way station for this stuff so you know there's not really anything here except this astronomical thing that's it it's 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 going to turn into something else maybe but right now it's not anything so i i think you know you be passive by nature yeah i mean it's not just that it's that like you know <laughs> all right to use the current uh, Ukrainian war is the situation, right? So what happens when Russia mobilized, what they're doing is they're calling up the reservist troops to take the jobs that the active troops have in the reserve. Then that frees up the active troops to go to the front. So these guys are not in a front. They're not going to be the crack guys. These aren't the guys that were first in their class or, you know, last in their class for that matter. They're just sort of average. And so there's going to be a lot of apathy there especially when you when you have apathy coming from the officer corps. I mean the officer corps is what's going to set that tone th that tone. And I'm not saying that they have to be martinets to demand, you know, perfect discipline at all times, but frankly, the second in command in charge of security was, you know, a double agent. Then it <laughs> so the officer corps was probably <laughs> you, you can't give him an A. <laughs> right, you got you got got a dog of a couple letters for the security chair, the security guy, you know, betraying everybody. Uh, but I, I liked how this, this whole heist was kind of situated, right? There, there's a lot of people coming into town. There's a lot of intermixing. And then we slid, you know, we slid, slide our fake stormtroopers in. Uh, I thought this was really, I mean, it's just so cool. I, I thought everything about this episode was correct, which is hard, hard to do in a situation like this, where you're not looking at the first train robbery ever filmed. You know what I mean? This isn't the first bank bankroll robbery that's ever been put to put to film. So, you know, this is something that where you can end up with a lot of tropes and you can end up with a lot of trite stuff. Yeah. Right. And I think this felt as like as good of a commando story as I think you can get in star Wars. And I think like two years ago, that's what I asked him to do. So thank you. The mouse. And here to your I mean, listen, right? Yeah. Speaking of tropes, I mean, they could, I mean, it, it, so many times where they could have had like um, Cassie and just tie Skeen up, you know, and said, okay, you're, you know, you're such a bad guy, you know, that, and, you know, that would be a straight Disney way of, okay, we're not going to off the guy, but he, he's learned his lesson, you know, but no, we're getting Tony Gilroy, the Gilroy brothers, you know, the Gilroy boys, you know, who did Rogue One, who, and, and props to Kathleen Kennedy and Disney for trusting these guys again to not have a happy ending, you know, to leading us to a point where, um, where we're seeing like, you know, the stakes in real time, because the, the empire is what it is. You know, you're going to have to, to have this big conglomerate 
thing to owe that to, to 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 um you know rule the galaxy and everything to take over. You're going to have casualties. So this is like the the result, of, and people are going to you know sacrifice you know sacrifice themselves and sacrifice other people to to do that. So props to you know them for um not having the or just having uh, like you know I, I guess the balls or whatever to trust you know the uh, writers to do this. Yeah, those are good points. It yeah, was definitely. A, it, yeah, it was a, a point where you really you really saw them scramble. You saw how the rebellion can get under their skin it, it very easily because, I mean, face it, they weren't like like you said, Steel City. This wasn't a this wasn't a big uh, mark for the Empire. This was just some little base that is doing some maybe mediocre mining or development of some technology or something. It wasn't very well staffed. There weren't any stormtroopers. There was like basically maybe Naval Academy rejects uh, down there supporting. Um, not a whole lot going on. It also sounded like they were looking for future help from the, the, uh, the people of the planet to come and work for them. So they were going to enslave all these folks basically and have them do whatever <clears throat> mine whatever materials were on the planet so this wasn't a big mark this wasn't a big hit for that for the empire but it was enough to get notoriety and it got it made the news and once you make the news whether it's good or bad you get people talking and i think that's the i think that's the big the big point, point here is now now this these rebels rebel scum are now in conversation like no matter who you are you're talking about them because they made this big hit on the empire basically with nothing and nobody knows the details we don't know we lost half of them and right. actually we only lost we only lost uh well three three of them i don't know what happened to the other the the the, the girl she walked off I don't know. Yeah. She, she was watching the show, you know, the, the 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 star show. She, I don't know if she melded back into the Empire and is able to now sort of, maybe she's now part of it, part of what happens afterwards now. I don't know. But it's just an interesting turn of events for the Empire, and I think that was important. Yeah, the ending was pretty uh, was pretty different than I expected. I mean, you know, when they broke up the whole story, the fact that only a few of them got off, literally off planet, um, mm -hmm. leads you to believe. I mean, they can't go back, right? So, mm -hmm. what was the ex I mean, what was the strategy? Like you're saying, for the people stuck there, there's going to be inquests, and they're going to know that there were people there that weren't. So, you know, where do they run to? Does somebody get them off world somehow? I mean. You know, there's this payload with its worth. Now we know, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of credits. Um, yeah, it was an interesting end to an episode. I didn't expect not everybody to get on the ship. I thought that somehow that the band would kind of get together and they would all at least blast off off planet to, to you know, regroup. Um, and even at the ending there, as we see, I mean, Cassian's this guy now just like, you know, it, it, how do you join a rebellion where you can't trust anybody? He doesn't trust Vel. He didn't trust anybody. anybody. I mean, like, he's looking at her. And, I mean, I guess we'll see in the next episode what, what her allegiance is. Is she truly innocent? Does she not know what happens? I mean, she she had a pretty good poker face. If she's lying to him, 
and she didn't know what happened. I mean, the way she screamed for him, it seemed like there was a little connection there, but you never know. I mean, it was just, it was an interesting end to an episode. Will um, she even be in the next episode? Right? You know, did he truly just leave, you know, and, yep. you know, take his portion of the, the payload, right? And just... And he gave her back the, the, the crystal. Yeah, right? But he said, give this back to your friend. Right. I don't want it. I don't want any part of this. Just forget my name is what I got from that. He was like, I don't, I don't know you. I don't want to be part of this. I'm done. I'm taking what's owed me and I'm leaving. So who, who, who do we know that said that? You know, the weird part about him though, is like, you think about it. If you do take your, like he's taking whatever, a farm ship and he's going to load up X amount of credits of his that he, you know, he wants to take or what he can load on there. Like, who do you sell this to? You know what I mean? Like it has to be like a Watto or a, uh, you know, a Hondo or, or somebody, right? Because you can't sell this in the public. Now the Republic knows that there's payload missing. So then he has to go kind of into the black market to sell to a dealer or something. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what Cassian's plan is because he's already a target. And to move with something that's very Empire-specific, who do you sell it to? Another Rebel Alliance member? And will they pay for it? Like, you know what I mean? Where does, where does he go from here? So I think that'll be an interesting back half of this series. So you think he can't use the Imperial credits? Open? How could he? You he ever see Goodfellas? That, right? yeah. Ken, you how, ever see you, Goodfellas? Uh, hundreds of times, but I mean... All right, so Luz Khan's a heist. These guys yeah. all have so much money they don't know what they're doing with, and they all start spending it. And what happens? That attracts attention. So what, what do they do? They got to tie up the loose ends. Now, obviously, Andor being essentially you know alone here, Maybe he feels like he can run off on his own, but he's going back to now an imperial controlled space. And look, let's say, you know, to use, you know, a conversion method that maybe people are familiar with in fiction. Let's say somebody stumbled upon a whole bunch of cocaine, right? Like a couple kilos of cocaine. It's worth something. But if you don't know how to get rid of it, can you actually use it? And if you try, if I said to you guys, hey, does anyone want to buy a half a kilo of cocaine for like, you know what I mean? You'd notice that it would, it would, you'd be like, whoa, I've never heard anything like that from that guy before. That's wild. Snowfall, that is the exact same scenario is on that show. You could, you could meld it down. I mean, you could change the material. You could change the look of it. I mean, you could do whatever you wanted to do. I mean, are these, is this like, are good everywhere right now. Is this right? like because I, I have this idea that like a Vescar stuff, right? It's like specie, like how well, yeah. how we right. treat gold, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that, like like the value is actually the thing. Yeah. But credits, you know, it, it feels like something like we money. No, really. Yeah, like a, it's like a like a like a pawn shop. Yeah, he'd have to like pawn this stuff off, right? Yeah, we don't know exactly what the what the temperament is for all this right now because mm. you know if you go to the right place. They might say, yeah, you're good. Here, give us one of these rectangles of gold, and you can have this apartment for two years. No problem. And they might I, be- I don't I don't think he's risk. I don't think he's that's the that's a good risk, though. I mean, for a character, right? Would you do that? And then the Empire, you know, gets tipped off. I mean, he, you literally have to find, like, as we're saying, that one person who you can trust. And as we see, this guy can't trust anybody. No, he can't trust anybody. So, he like, just trust- I, you know, yeah. And even in like like we're saying, if he takes his farm ship. Where does he go? The galaxy is patrolled by the Empire, right? Like, it's kind of a bold move for him to just go off on his own. So will he end up going off on his own? He doesn't know space. Do, do we know of, right? I mean, he really hasn't traveled. Do we know of really much off-world? 
Um, so how do you navigate to get where you're going to go? Are you going back, trying to go back home? Uh, you know, his, um, you know, mother is still alive, so to speak. So does he try to go back for her? Like so many stories that it, it just seems like, you know, there, there's so much more, which I love that we can go into this character and we're only six episodes in. We got the big payoff, which was the heist. I mean, I'm just excited to see where this back half takes us because it, it literally, you're at that point where like, what does he do? Like, where does he go? Hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe he realizes at first he's like, I'm leaving. I'm cutting my losses. I'm going. But then he realizes, what am I, what am I doing with this stuff? Right. I can't, yeah. I can't use it. Yeah. I can't use it freely. I have to research who I'm going to talk about, who I'm going to talk to about it. First. And, and, and and it comes to a point where if you can't really use something that was owed to you freely, it becomes irritating to actually do things. So mm -hmm. you have to believe in something or do something other than, you know, what, what, you know, then just, then just accept credits just for do things just for jobs and stuff. So may, maybe start leading him towards to, 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 to being more active in like, you know, the rebel, you know, type stuff and everything. Cause he can't do anything with his money, you know, or else he, he'll attract attention. So might as well do something else good with it. You know, um, to to fight, um, to to fight like the empire and stuff. You know, one of um, one of Nemec's propositions here is that the rebellion should embrace mercenaries because the empire doesn't have like uh, any sort of sense of morals whatsoever, and they can use the mercenaries to teach the empire a lesson or something like that. But in reality, they should be hiring these mercenaries because once you hire the mercenaries to fight against the Empire, the Empire won't just be like, okay, cool, or, or you're not getting paid anymore. I guess we're done. That is not going to happen. They're going to just come after these guys. And, you know, I had a science teacher one one time who was making fun of, you know, a certain, uh, a certain you know, particular subset of the political, uh, you know, spectrum when he said, you know, if they outlawed turtles, everybody <laughs> that had a turtle would be an outlaw, right? You know what I'm you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, I, I guess follow me on this. Any, a, anyway, uh my my thinking wait, 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 is I have a turtle. What are you talking about? I'm just saying if they outlawed turtles, you'd, you'd, you'd be a criminal. So if you're if you hire this mercenary to knock over this bank, right? It's not like the government's not gonna come after them for the bank robbery. And what you've done is you've created is uh, you've created an alliance of common convenience by creating a common enemy because if the state is gonna push them out of the you know, for instance. The regular credit market they're going to have to have these underground connections like we're saying here and who's going to be existent that's going to have a whole mess of credits that they're willing to exchange for goods and services is the alliance and so you know mm -hmm. the black market is going to get reestablished in a lot of places now on the backs of these credits and that's something that we know palpatine spent extra time to eliminate the criminal element or to subvert the criminal element so that he controlled all commerce in in the galaxy so this is this seed money, which, as we discussed last week, is this is a common thing for revolutionaries to do is, is to to say, well, let's knock over, you know, the method, the, the edifices of capital, because capital and, and the state have aligned themselves against the people. All right. So we knock over the money and we use the money to topple the government. That's the general revolutionary playbook as done by the Bolsheviks. So, so it's not dangerous. It's not none of this is contemporary. It's just kind of how revolutions tend to progress. And, and one wonders what you can do with eighty million dollars of credits. Um, that's a lot of money. And if you are an organization that has, you know, 
the ability to fund that money through your many, many contacts on lots of planets. I mean, you can buy a lot of friends for 80 million credits. Yeah, that's a great, great point. Great point. So instead of things, you buy people. And that's yeah. something we don't really know. Like, is 80 million credits a lot? We're led to think that 30 grand is a lot. So I think that we're, we should probably assume that the conversion is pretty close to dollars on a one-to-one -one basis yeah, I, I now. I mean, so what? $80 million dollars is enough to fund a rebellion. Well, the beginnings, remember, because, I mean, I, I'm sure whatever Mod Mothma and Luthen is putting in is, is nowhere near this, right? So oh, this so is they're like... Matching it. They're matching it somehow. Right? Well, this is like their like first big cash... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is their first big cash injection, I think, really into this rebellion, right? So this is the beginnings of it. it their their revenue stream is drying up as far as being able to filter money from the government or wherever Mon Moth is getting it. Um, my understanding was I thought they were selling weapons and whatnot in order to like increase, you know, you know, people joining the Rebel Alliance and whatnot. But this was really, it seems like a money heist in order to fund this overall rebellion. So to put money in research and development, to buy, you know, X-Wings and, and to start funding these things they want to do down the road. This was really, I think, kind of like that, that, that mission to, to begin the fund. Because they need to get funds from somewhere else. As Luthan said, the money's drying up. My Mothma, you know, is, you know, that stranglehold is coming on her funds. So I think this is really a way just to to find a way to get money quickly and, and a lot of it. Um, Makes sense. And to hurt the Empire and to hurt their prestige and to make all of the people that work for the Empire really, 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 really mad. And publicity, right? And publicity. And yep. it's something that you can't hide the fact that we didn't pay like half of our employees in the in the imperial sector like half of the troops didn't get any pay last month like that's not something you're going to be able to keep from the old uh the old propaganda newsreel uh so it really is you know brilliant and it's if you, i mean if you thought the empire was a legitimate state which we don't since we know it's a uh, artifice of the sith <laughs> so you know it is literally pure evil uh but we would say they were att attacking the legitimacy of the state right uh which again i think we're all fine with because the empire stinks um, but you know, that's what they're doing. I wonder yeah. what Palpatine is gonna send Darth Vader to um <laughs> when, yeah. when is this gonna get and, to the point where Darth Vader gets <laughs> and that's the thing, like right now. I mean, Darth Vader is Darth Vader, yeah, right now, and Tarkin is Tarkin. So there is this whole like my universe of Star Wars is already happening right now. It's already in existence, but we're not seeing it. We're not seeing how this is affecting that or what are they thinking about this? Because right now, like I said, Darth Vader and Tarkin are in power. I mean, they are basically running the Empire, but we haven't seen them. The, em the Emperor is also there, obviously. We're not seeing him either. Yeah. So what are they doing? What are they, how are they, how are they, how are they circling the wagons around all this? Do they even care? Uh, or do I, they I, like this? Yeah, I mean, the, you have to get, you know, reverberations and stuff. You know, if, if a puddle happens, you know, if you put the rock in a, if you put a rock in a pond and everything, you're going to get reverberations and it's going to filter back to them somehow. So like, like I said, when is Darth Vader, um, 
if when is this going to get so big that Darth Vader gets involved or whatever, or Palpatine yeah. thinks, okay, Vader is going to be involved. Yeah. Like what we've seen in the comics, him dispatching Darth Vader to different sections to, like, to eliminate certain threats and everything. Like we just we just read those. We just read exactly. Darth Vader exactly. was like a, uh, he was his own insurgent. He right. went and solved problems on his own as he saw fit. As he saw fit, right. Right, right. so... When, when does that when does that happen do are we gonna get that in this series or or i kind of hope not um just because this is so grounded in in, in what it is i'm not saying that if, if they could figure out a way to do it i'm all for it and everything but um i, I kind of like all like the the um the mid-level management having to deal with like you know everything yeah yeah midla we're not getting the directors and the vps involved we're just gonna let deal with this right now i mean yeah i definitely had a different take on that uh that congress scene than even uh than, than ken did the way i looked at it is when they saw their tablets you know it was kind of like news broke so everybody's looking at their tablets they're seeing this rebel attack so now there's fear, right? Because these senators are from other planets. So they're like, we need to get our shit in line because it, it, a war is about to start. Mm -hmm. So all these people rush off because as she said in there, like, these people are harmless. So to my understanding, it seems like if they understand that um, this new empire, this building isn't forgiving. And I mean, they can even go as far as, you know, a genocide on this planet, right? I mean, we talk about Darth Vader. He can literally go there and dispatch this, this people. They're already down to less than, you know, a tenth of what they were, you know, the last 10 years, right? So, you know, this could be a planet they blow up, you know, in the beginnings of the Death Star. There's all kind of reverberations that, that leads the, the Empire to seeing like, well, you know, if these people aren't going to listen, they're going to do something, right? So not only will it be the, the soldiers that were there, but it's going to be the people that planted. I mean, this is where I think the ruthlessness starts of the Empire on their end. So we see the beginning of the rebellion. I think this is where, you know, Palpatine and, and as you say, Tarkin and, and everybody really starts ratcheting down like, hey, we're done letting these people manage our own stuff and kind of having our, you know, little assistant managers and whatnot in every location. We're taking over any umbrella over the whole thing because you just can't handle it, it seems like so. We, I think on both ends we're going to start to see things the state tighten up. We so. can even we can even hear like um, not necessarily see like you know Vader and you know Palpatine and scenes or whatever, but we can hear like stories of them. I I, I know you read like you know um, the song Ice and Fire Hitch. Uh, remember, Hard Home in the books wasn't in the books. It was only her off 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 screen or whatever. You know, it was just her through stories and stuff. We actually mm -hmm. got to see Hard Home. On the on, on screen, you know, on the TV show Game of Thrones, this could be sort of like the same type of way where we're just hearing things, you know, adventures of Darth Vader from um, another commander's mouth, you know, from another, um, you know, meeting or whatever, you know, and and they're telling stories, you know, about what they're what, what I guess what Vader has done on a certain end or whatever. So we're getting we're just getting like side stories from the mouths of the main characters from like mid level management, if if you want to call it so. I mean, it's a way to, to, to input it without necessarily seeing like, you know, our 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 um our um, favorite villains. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, this is this uh, this to me, you know, should should just remain what it what it is. So you don't think that the the, the council scene started sort of a, a, a like a 
I don't know, like a second guess. Like everyone now is like second guessing, like, whoa, yeah. what side of this yeah. are we on? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're a little nervous, but I really think they left doing her speech because of the like utter like shock, right, of what's going mm. on. I think it was a news thing. I mean, because everybody looked down at their tablets, right? And they're like, oh, okay. Even Mon Mothman at the end did, and she kind of stuttered on her words, like, it's happening. Oh, maybe I need to pivot this way. So I'd be interested to see. Uh, Palpatine, as Palpatine not Sidious, now address Congress saying, like, hey, there was a rebel attack, and really play that the rebels are, like, terrorists. As representative of Naboo. Correct. Uh, And he he really plays now these rebels to be, like, terrorists, not really, like, freedom fighters. So I'd like to see him spin the, you know, spin it in a way that we need to now isolate these people and go after them. That would be crazy. If, like, we saw in, like, either the next episode or the one after, Palpatine as a chancellor from Naboo do that in front of the council because that would that would be a huge tie-in to everything else that we're you know the the whole Star Wars universe that we're sort of building on now I mean that would be huge you know I think there's also another undercurrent to that scene which is no one gives a shit about the Senate and right. and yeah. I mean, we know yeah. that the Senate is like five years away from being completely abolished in the response of in the lead. Well, the response of the plans of the Death Star being stolen anyway, in the lead up of the Battle of Yavin. So I think that one of the things that totalitarianism needs and tyranny needs is for people to be disinterested in politics because they don't feel that normal political methods are uh, working drive results. Yeah. Exactly, Ken. And I think that one of the things that uh, Palpatine came to power sort of saying was the Senate is corrupt and the Senate is worthless. And if you don't put me in charge of the Senate, the feckless Senate will cause you to die because your security won't be set up right. I, I mean, you know, that's that's, uh, that's like a short thumbnail version of it. Uh, but, but I think that over time, the Empire has been successful. Why would anyone care about what the Senate's doing? And this happened in the Roman Empire, too, after, after the prince... Uh, uh, the Principate was initiated with Augustus. The Senate became less and less and less important. The offices of the Senate became more and more and more ceremonial until they, you know, they were never done away with, but the usefulness of the Senate as a governing body was. So I, I think that there's, there's another layer to it. I think you're right about, oh, these people are getting all these notices about this attack, but they're already not there. It's already empty right. because nobody cares what these no one cares what Mon Motham is doing in the Senate because if they did, she wouldn't have to start a rebel alliance and be a traitor. Right. <laughs> she wouldn't have to do that. She'd just go to the Senate and be like, we need to change this. And they'd, they'd vote on it and it would get changed. Mm-hmm. I think John Kennedy said uh, that power has been removed already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not uh, making the decisions uh, anymore. Sounds like John- black democracy has been broken down. Or has it, or was it on purpose, right? Like, was that actually the case? And it, you know, that's an argument to be had based on historical context, I suppose. But usually is usually what has happened is this has been some fabrication uh, by a party that wants to assume control of uh, the reins of government without any sort of opposition. So that's as neutrally as I can frame that. (laughs) And I think I deserve some points for that. I, Give that man a no prize. <laughs> I mean, yeah, guys. It, 
it's it's tough to kind of end the you know the discussion on it because there there was so much into this like you know it's almost one of those ones to where like I, I didn't expect the heist to be done in 50 minutes and he did it really well I mean I was thinking it was going to be like a cliffhanger two parter like you know but I mean yeah they they've got in there they've done the business you know we're on the back end of it now and it's kind of like you know the next quest you know in a video game you know Andor's completed the first quest so we're on to the next one now so. Um, very interested to see how the back half of this first season works because um, that was the big lead up, right? At the heist, the heist, the heist. So now that that's over with, you know, there's kind of like that that roller coaster, that crescendo um, of of the episode, and you know, there was the the loss. So we already had that, we, and I don't even really think we hit the climax yet. So the way the kind of show's going, and you know, emotions are everywhere. Really excited to see where this the part two or season one or the back half of season one goes um and once again the runtime of these episodes spot on i mean it's it's so good it's crazy that they're ran in like 48 minutes and that's you still like feel like it's like 15 20 right yep you know i'm hoping that um because when does ahsoka come out that um sometime next year right uh, i don't know yeah. if it's early or mid part of next year i'm hoping that this is challenging other the other star wars creators you know, to to um to step their game up. You know, if 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 you want to call it that, um, the you, you um, calling out Book of Boba Fett. I'm calling out Book of Boba Fett. I'm calling out mm-hmm. um, Obi Wan. You know, um, Mandalorian. Oh, whoa, 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 Kenobi was great. This is the same. This is the same guy. He's opening a can of worms. I'm not even going. Whoa, this, whoa, whoa, this whoa. is no, Mister no, no. Marvel's coming that out. Was, now. Here we go. Kenobi was well done. Don't don't even go there. I have to I'll have to say, even though he's my boy, like that's that's the character that I am drawn toward emotionally. Okay, okay. okay. The series was a little rough. Uh when it when it takes another character to come in and like lift it up and save it. That's that's some that's some effed up stuff, right? We were all we had all had enough of Boba Fett by the time Mando showed up in that in that series. We were all just like, oh, thank God, get away from Boba Fett. What about this random dude? Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fine, but but Kenobi, don't. Well, here's a question for you guys because this is legit. Here's a legit parallel as far as structure because remember we had that that episode of Kenobi where where he fought Darth Vader, but it was sort of in the middle. And then it was that series did have like sort of a next episode that was like, you know, like kind yeah. of getting hung out to dry a little bit where they had to sort of recapture. So we'll see well, I mean, we'll see where Andor goes next. But honestly, like, uh, I mean, this was a really good, a really good heist that kind of ranks up there with all the really good yeah. uh, heists of film. There's there's a whole lot of and there's a whole lot of double crossing and recrossing and a lot of tension and. I mean, it really just well plotted, well written, well executed. Just remember, Beauty. Steel City, you belong here. <laughs> you know what the weird part about ending episode six is? You guys are gonna, you guys can clip me up for this. This will be the first time that I can honestly say they can shut this off at six and stop the season. The way this is written, like the way this is ended right there, you could have literally stopped that for season. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what, though? So you make a great point. That shows you how confident they were in the story that they were telling and the pace that they were telling. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think the other series, via Marvel or um, Star Wars and everything, they sort of like um, displayed like a sort of hesitancy in their 
their pacing for like, you know, the six episodes where this knows it has like 24 episodes to go through. Oh, I could do whatever I want. You know, the girls are like, OK, you're giving me this plate to eat and do, you know, paint and everything. This this canvas to paint on. So I'm going to paste this the first three like this. Okay, introduce a whole nother cast of characters in the second three, and I can do whatever I want the rest or whatever. So you're seeing a confident storytelling technique <clears throat> for, for these where I don't think it was there for like, you know, these, these you know, other series. I think Mandalorian has it to a degree because um, um, what's his name? David um, Filoni? Um, yeah, Filoni, he's, yeah. He, he's already established like the lore and like the universe as far as that. So he could bring so many out. He's just such a great storyteller, period, you know. Um, but the the others, um, I'm, 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 uh, I, 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 Andor was a great episode this episode. Right. It was good. <laughs> I'll circle back to that. <laughs> I'm not going to piss anybody off tonight. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. We'll put it this way: when when Ken says something that's not great, and I got this guy talking about you know Marvel, that's that's bad, bro. Ooh. Bad look. When Ken is second guessing a Star Wars series, you know you're we getting have, else. Oh yeah, we all have line that's a shocker. Oh man, right? Okay. Yeah, that, this is the first time we've heard that. You know, Ken. Honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard you say something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked to hear that. You know, yeah. you're, you're kind of circling back now. Yeah. Well, because I was a little disappointed in the way it it kind of ran. I didn't like the <laughs> the whole vibe. It, it got to a point I was like, okay, this is good. It's good, and then it just tanked, <laughs> and it didn't get great again until we saw Mando building the Jedi Temple with these. Autonomous robots, <laughs> and it and it then it started to get better, and then I saw the jetpack battle, and I was like, okay, now we got maybe we got Mandalorians with jetpacks flying through the air, and like, okay, that's good, but the whole Boba Fett story kind of lost its vibe. <laughs> but they're bringing me back now, and don't mess with that Kenobi series because that that sucker is good i mean that that i want to see more i want to see more of andor i like this guy now and tell you what since i've watched rogue one every day now <laughs> because i like this guy and i like where Ooh. he's gonna be i don't know how he's gonna get there from where he is now you you know you know what i mean like i don't know how we're gonna get Cassian to Rogue One Cassian right now because right now he's he's off the rails. He doesn't have any <clears throat> he doesn't have any ambition, he doesn't have any loyalty. But I like when when we get to Rogue One, he's got the you know the general vest on and like people are looking to him for guidance and I like where that is, but I don't know where where that happens now with this with this series so that's what i'm anticipating that's what i like to see that's what i want to see now right well yeah guys i mean another great episode and and, and to be frank i think this is our best episode reaction so far so um you know sh shout out to the Gilroys for, for the content keep it up you know we'll be here again next wednesday hopefully doing this and up, and up in the stakes as just like andor is so uh, and until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.